All four Gospels talk about the baptism of Jesus, but in very different ways. John, in particular, he doesn't tell the baptism itself, but what people saw. Last Sunday, we had the baptism of the Lord, and on the three different Sundays at the three different cycles, we would have Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Today, we have John. What's incredible about the Gospel of John is the role that John the Baptist plays in this baptism scene. Notice he says it twice. I did not know him. Now, you have to remember, this was his cousin. Mary went to visit Elizabeth, and John the Baptist leapt in her womb when Mary, with baby Jesus in her womb, arrived. I, we don't know, may I? I would suspect that they grew up knowing each other. I would claim that I, I knew who my cousins were growing up. Whether I liked them or not, I knew who they were. But perhaps it's the incredible idea that people knew who Jesus was. He was the carpenter's son. But they did not know he was the Son of God, the Messiah. That's the leap. And so I'll give John the Baptist some slack here. He was looking for the Messiah, and he didn't realize that the Messiah was this cousin Jesus who grew up in Nazareth until the Holy Spirit pointed him out. So what that says for you and for me is that maybe we have become too comfortable with, yeah, I was baptized, I'm Catholic. I fought the marathon to get to Mass this morning. And here I am. But do you know Jesus? Do you recognize him? Do you sense his power in you and in me? that we are his children, his disciples, his co-heirs to eternal life. And it's a power that the world does not know or recognize. Think about that. We can easily be sort of put to sleep to think, eh, nothing will change. So I'll just keep on doing more or less being nice. I have some very conservative Catholic friends who think that we can't be nice anymore. They are sort of radical. <clears throat> you need to fight. And I agree. There are things worth fighting for. Certainly. There are things that are terribly wrong in our world. But that's kind of not my style, perhaps not yours. And we have to find a better way of struggling with the things that are not right, the things that are unjust. And there are all kinds of things in our world that are not right and not just. Where do you want to start? Let's, let's start with the baseball crises in Houston. 
Okay, enough of that. All right. How about our government and the impeachment? Whatever side you may be on, there are unjust things that have been done. What are we going to do about it? We look at our world, and it's filled with so much war and terror and tragedy. There's very little we can do about any of that in one sense. People maybe have given up. That's not what we can do. We cannot claim we do not know him, that we do not have his power, his light, and that's where I want to go. To be a light to the nations. Whenever we baptize a child or an adult, we give them a candle lit from the Paschal candle, first lit on Holy Saturday. We are a light to the nations. That light is Christ, and we must reflect it. And there is sin to the point that we have not reflected his light. I find that to be easier than saying that I should go out and do this, that, or the other. There's very little that we personally can do, but we can shine hope and warmth and joy. I just came back from the Southwest Liturgical Conference, of which I've been a part forever. We were in Tucson, Arizona, which I love the Southwest. We had a miracle that rained on Thursday. It never rains in the desert. Anyway, hardly ever. And in the church, of course, we have our own issues from the sexual scandals, which are still there, to it was a liturgical conference, to what will the future of liturgy look like. There are some folks who think we should go back to Latin and the Old Mass and Ad Orientum. I am not one of them. Uh, yes, we need to do what we do better. Yes, we need to pray better. We need to sing better. Yes, we do. I need to preach better. Yes, I do. However, we give glory to God because he has first loved us and redeemed us and brought us together. Our commitment has to be, what kind of people are we going to be when we leave? Are we going to be a light to our families and to our workers and all whom we meet? While I was there, I'm... I hope you can believe this. I'm a little bit of an elder statesman in this group. I had a talk to give. I'm on the board and all this good stuff. What gives me great hope is that young people, and there weren't that many there, probably too expensive for them to come. That's a whole other issue. Would come looking for things that they could do. So I talked to a young man from Arizona. His name is... Diego, who wanted to know where he might go to school to learn more about liturgy. That gives me great hope. 
I talked to another young lady who's actually from this diocese. And so she doesn't know what she's getting into. I've kind of convinced her to get a degree at the seminary where I teach. She wants to take my course or two, so we'll see. I find hope that people hunger and thirst to know more so they might serve better. That gives me hope. So my final thought for for you is what is giving you hope? How is your light shining? Can you be joyful and hope-filled? Can you announce to people that I know the Lord? I, not that I don't know him. I know the Lord and his light is shining through me to you. Take courage. So think of all the light themes that can help us shine more brightly and let us shine brightly.